on tonight's show. We have actress and cast member of the movie Sweet Burn, Renee Henry. And now for your host, Cool Paul. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Kicking It With Cool Car Show. I am your host, Cool card. This is episode 166. I thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time viewing, I do, I do encourage you to follow and subscribe, share, and all of that good stuff so you can continue getting the goodness that my guests bring on here for you. I do this for you. I can't do it without you, and I mean that. Hey, tonight I have an actress, and she is co-starring in a new movie that is now streaming on Tubi called Sweet Burn. It is uh, released by Damon Dash Studios. She goes by the name of Renee Henry. She's an actress. She's a singer. She's a model. She does it all. And we're going to jump right in because the movie is great. I've watched it. I got, the, I got the link right down in the description for you. So as soon as the show is over with, make sure you hit that link and you go and show them some love. Her and her crew, the cast, everybody involved is, is doing phenomenal things. They're on the come up. I'm telling you, man, just support it, support it, support it, support it. I can't say enough good things about it. Uh, but without, without, without further ado, man, let's just jump right in. I hope everybody had a great Valentine's Day. Spread love. If you if you don't celebrate it, I just hope you got love in your life. All right. Plain and simple. Spread love. It's all love. Let's go, y'all. Yes, we are ready to dive in. Welcome to the show, Miss Renee. Thank you so, so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yes, absolutely. Had to have you on. I so I I don't know if you know, but I've had the entire cast on now. So I had Jerry on, I had Omar on, and now I have you. So it's the trifecta, and it's good. We're good to go. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yes, but you're coming on to promote your new film. It's called Sweet Burn. It's now streaming right now on Tubi. It's great. I watched it. I checked it out. Listen, I loved it. I loved it for real. I loved it. I'm now glad. we're we're gonna jump into all of that, but I do start all of my shows with a prayer. Are you okay with that? I am okay with that. Okay, let's get right with the Lord. Heavenly right. Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this night, for this moment. We thank you for Renee coming on to represent the cast and the crew. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, of the new film. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we just thank you for just giving them all the tools and all the talents, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, to create something great. We just thank you for life. We thank you for love. We thank you for happiness on this Valentine's Day, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus. We just thank you for all the little things that we do overlook, Lord Jesus. You know our heart. Lord Jesus, we thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you for the great conversation that Renee and I are about to have and indulge in. We just thank you for being able to, we thank you for allowing us to be able to come on this platform, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and just provide value to others that may need to hear uh, Renee's journey, her story, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, and, and, and talk about her creativity and just spark some creativity in others, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus. We just thank you so much. We give you all the victory, all the glory, all the love, all the praise, Heavenly Father. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Can you slide over to your left just a little bit? Let me get you slide to the left. There, there we go. Right there. We good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, so listen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming on and, and obliging and, and coming on to share your light, share your energy, share your passion, your love right. for the arts, and to represent the cast and the crew of the new movie, Sweet Burn. Um, so I know my guests may not know you, so we need to get to know you. 
I always try to jump into the human side of the interview. You know, I got you up in lights on, on the on the flyer, Renee Henry, Sweet Bird. But let's really get to know who you are. You know, let's let's get a little backstory on you and see where you've come from and you know and how you got to where you are now. And then, and then we'll jump into the movie. Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, first and foremost, I was born and raised in Washington, DC. Love DC. DC is home. Uh, my family is still there. So uh, I moved to New York, let's see, 2018. But before I get there, I will say that I have been a performing artist since I was three years old. Really? Um, I sang in church choirs. Yes. <laughs> At three? You up there getting it? Three years old. Um, inspired by, I, there are a lot of um, musicians and artists in my family. And um, okay. it, it pretty much started with uh, my parents, my father sang at church and I stood up on the pew at age three and said, that's my daddy. So, oh, <laughs> so wow. my parents got me into um, church choirs. And then when I was in school, I was a part of the gifted and talented um, program. So I was in a lot of plays Okay, and I just, I loved being on the stage. It was, it was fun. It was enriching. It was just so cool to just be someone else and 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 yeah. engage that. So I did that all through um, grade school, into high school, and on into college. So I was a performing artist throughout my um, my school career. And once I graduated, I didn't get to do so many plays, but I was a part of a a um, cover band. So I did a lot of um, live performances at different mm -hmm. events around the metropolitan area. Okay. Um, lead vocalist and um, did that for about 10 years. So it was a lot of fun. Um, and after that, I sought a, a different career path. I was, I held a lot of different types of jobs. I will not go into the list, but it was the laundry <laughs> list of different types of jobs, sometimes three at a time. So um, within I that work, yeah, a lot of folks <laughs> would say I'm probably from the West Indies, which my family is West Indian. So, oh, really? So, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got family from um, Nevis, St. Kitts, and yeah, and the like. So, um, shout out to all of my West Indian family. Love you all. Um, so, I moved from DC to New York in pursuit of a career in pastry. My mother and my aunt, who both had um, from even before I was born had been, um, bakers of sorts. So they, they did a lot of custom design cakes. And if you watch, uh, Carlo's bakery, the old school style that he would have in piping and all of that, my aunt and my mother were just phenomenal with it. So I oh, wanted uh -huh. to continue that legacy and I attended pastry school and got, um, a good amount of knowledge and certification as a pastry chef and joined the workforce. Uh, basically in the kitchen. Um, at the same time, I was also going to open mics and I was performing in New York City. Eventually, it got to the point where I said, I really want to engage and embrace the uh, my artistry full time. Mm -hmm. uh, I was still performing with a cover band in DC. So I was commuting from DC to New York and back and forth. And when that ended, um, it was really about performing for me. I really wanted to be back on stage. And I got the opportunity to attend a couple of acting classes. When I finished, I, I, was, um, I was auditioning for shows. And the very first show I, I auditioned for, I was cast as a supporting role. Wow. It, 
it, it just blew my mind that just in a little, a short amount of time, I was actually selected as a cast member for a show, a fantastic show um, called Mob Mentality. And that show then led to other auditions where I, I saw um, progression in my work, in my auditions, and even in my performances. And I got to, it got to the point where I was getting so many auditions and then so many castings getting selected for roles that I said, I really want to engage it even more and see if I can take this, you know, career. So I left the one of the pastry jobs and I was working in a, in a kitchen, um, in the pastry department of a kitchen while auditioning for shows. And I eventually came across, um, an acting coach, Michael Lugio and um, he blew me away with his classes. I absolutely loved his style and loved his techniques. And so I started taking classes with Michael Lucio. I've been training with him ever since. He is actually one of the the top acting coaches in New York City. And I I couldn't have found a better coach to, to make me feel prepared, to make me feel yeah. like I understand the work. And so I've been training with Michael and I started getting bigger auditions for bigger shows. Um, I was cast for a, 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 a featured role in New Amsterdam. So I've, I've been on New Amsterdam. Okay. Um, there were a couple of other shows, one on CBS and um, just multiple networks were, were um, casting and I would just audition and I saw my work progressing just mm -hmm. more and more. So at one point I said, the kitchen's gotta go. I'm really immersed in this yeah, and absolutely. I left that job. COVID hit and surprisingly the work for me continued. I didn't stop working all through COVID. Oh, that's great. And then I got this call. Um, I auditioned for backstage for a film at that time. It was not called Sweet Burn, but Willie Coggins and Jerry White <laughs> reached out to me. I auditioned for the role. And actually at that time it was another show I auditioned for. Um, Sweet Burn at that time had not come up. I auditioned for another show that Willie was doing. And this th this opportunity then was presented and Jerry said to me, yeah, we want you for this. <laughs> and the rest is history. So this particular film, which we filmed at this beautiful mansion in, in um, Connecticut, it, it was uh, a small cast and I couldn't have been happier with the um, the team. The entire team was just so well put together, well oiled machine, and we just had a fantastic time shooting. the The laughter, the challenges, as you know, it's a thriller. So, right. yeah. um, all of what we put into it, all of what we did, it just affirmed for me that I'm in the right business. I'm definitely in the right frame of business, and so. I just continue on with it with each opportunity. I just strive to get better and I love what I do. So acting yeah. is definitely for me. That's, that was my start in it. That is crazy. That, wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is great. And, and just to think like, so I, I want to commend you guys for having only three people in the entire movie mm -hmm. and, and holding and, and carrying it. You know what I'm saying? And carrying it the way you did, yeah. it, it's not an easy task. You carried the movie, yeah. but only three people. Like, 
and it keeps you engaged. You kept me engaged. So if you keep me engaged, I'm pretty sure you keep a lot of people engaged. So you carried it. So I, I commend you to that, you know, for that. Like, oh, thank you. Seriously, like, really. Um, and it really is a good movie. So I do encourage everybody that's watching, if you have not seen it, please click the link down below and go check it out on go Tubi. It. It's free. Go see it. Yeah, definitely <laughs> go see it. So, and, and I want to I want to double back to something you were saying about just, you know, being on stage. Um, isn't it magical? It's something magical, right? It's just something magical. And I feel like I, I know people who would love to get on stage, but they won't get past the fear. And I'm like, man, I really feel bad for you because being on stage and on set is just like, it's very magical. It's very, man, I'm lost of words. Like it's, <laughs> it takes you out of reality. It's like you're in a whole nother world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for and sure, to, for sure. Dive full fledged into that and, 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 and just, I'll say this anytime, and I'm not here to talk about me, right? Mm -hmm. But anytime that I get an opportunity to get on set, it's like time stops. Everything is there on set. Nothing else matters. It doesn't exist. And when you, when they, when they release you, when they wrap you and you walk outside, it's like, oh my God. It, I don't, I can't, I can't even explain the feeling, <laughs> but you really get lost yeah. on set and on stage. It's something magical. And I really feel bad for the people who won't get outside their fear, overcome their fear to step out and really do it. Yeah. They just don't know what they're missing, you know, but I agree. you, I mean, my God, you've been there since you were three years old and it's like you fully dove in and it, you, I mean, you're seeing the fruit. You yeah. know what I mean? You're seeing yeah, it. absolutely. Like, it's great. So how was, because to me, and I was going to ask you this, I was like, oh, well, because I know a lot of people that Jerry and, and Omar, which is Mark, Julie in the in the movie, mm -hmm. the, a lot of people that they work with, they, you know, they're part of the, the crew. You yes. Know, they work with. So I was going to ask you, how long have you known them? And because the chemistry is great. Yeah. You know, it feels like you guys knew each other for a while or even were friends and you were part of their crew. That's what I was getting. So I was going to ask you, like, how long did you know? Them? But you said you had you auditioned. You didn't know them. So mm -hmm. that just goes to speak to like the professionalism and your talent to be able to just really get in there. And, you know, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, for me, like like I had indicated, I had only worked with them the the period of time between filming the series that will had uh, that I auditioned for with Will and Jerry and filming Sweetburn um it was just a couple of months it actually wasn't a long period of time uh, so for me when I first met the the team and Omar was not in the series in terms of the scenes that I was filming with the series. So I didn't necessarily meet everyone that was a part of the sweeper and cast that filmed his, um, the previous project. Okay. So city of smoke was the, the previous project. And I, I did meet a few people at that time, but when we got to Sweetburn and I got to see more of the team, it, it wasn't difficult to, they make you feel like family. That's, that's what I would have to say. Everyone just was very, like I said, well-oiled machine, very professional. 
they just treated me as if I was just one of their own, like whatever you need. Jerry, I, oh my gosh, you talk about a phenomenal actress, yeah, all around person. She's just very giving, very, very above board with everything. She was, you name the job, she did it on set. I don't think there was a job that Jerry didn't do and did <laughs> well. Um, I appreciate her for all that she did. She always made sure that I was comfortable, that I knew what I was doing, that I um, was off book. And if I needed to run lines, um, she was the person I, I consulted for hair, makeup, clothing, everything that I needed, Jerry made sure that I had. And if I didn't have it, she made sure I had it by the time the the, uh, the cameras were rolling. So in a, in a nutshell, the entire team was extremely well put together. I think Will is Will, Omar, and Jerry, I think they're very good at selecting members of the team and building the team. Mm -hmm. They're very selective. And it's it's a it's a great mix of people who are all very good at what they do. And no one is slacking. Like I didn't see or feel that there was anything slacking on anyone's part. So I I thoroughly enjoyed working with the team and um would love to do more with them because it just was that level of professionalism that I would think anybody would be looking for in independent films and in, in things that um, you're you're wanting to do on a film set and you're wanting to be a part of a really well-oiled machine of a team. Yeah, and and you can't buy that. You know what I mean? Like you no, really can't not at all. find the chemistry and to just get people who are all professional and on one accord and have one goal in mind and get it done. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and from yeah. what I've seen, you know, the productions that they have done is they're all well oiled. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 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 From the from beginning to end, everyone knows their job. There's not a question of it. And if there was someone missing one day, someone just st stepped right in and filled the shoes. Right I, I didn't feel a void of anyone on set because all of the positions were filled. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I couldn't say any more than a fantastic team to work with. Yes, and now people need to know that you have you are the voice behind the song. Yeah. <laughs> the song, right? How did that come I out? am. Uh so one of the other many forms of artistry that I express is in music. Again, I have been a performing artist since 3. Uh, it was my start was in music. Music is it's just my heartbeat. And so with music, I write and I perform my own music. Sweet Burn, I wrote, surprisingly, my producer's gonna have a good laugh at this. Kyle, don't laugh. But I wrote Sweet Burn in under, <laughs> under a six hour period. And um, we, were, we were in a crunch because Will wanted something original. And he was like, can you get me something? And I said, yeah, uh, how much time do I have? He's like, not much and i know what he, if he's like oh we gotta get it now i know i have to crank something out and there's zero zero time so right. i wanted to make sure that i had something that was related to the film itself more specifically that spoke to each character yeah. so the song itself after i reviewed and i i read the script over and over again. After I reviewed the script a final time before writing the song, I sat down and thought about each character and the relationship between all the characters. 
So I write based off of my own experiences. In this particular song, I was basing it off of the experiences of Alicia in the film and how every interaction with either Mark or Julie was, there was some kind of a struggle. There was either a struggle in the marriage or a struggle at home or a struggle just within her own life. So in writing the song, which again, <laughs> it was a serious, small uh, amount of time to get it written. But in writing the song, um, it just, it came down to what makes sense. Right. I don't necessarily write a lot of blues. I do, a, I write a lot more R&B and a, even some um, jazz, but never blues. So this one kind of took me out of my, what I would call a comfort zone in terms of writing. I sat and listened to a lot of Nina Simone and it just, I just started writing. I started writing again, based off of the experience on set and the words just, I'm usually a lyric writer first and then I'll add the, the music. Some right. people do it in reverse. I like to write the, the poetry aspect of it and then feel my way into the music. So I wrote the, the lyrics, called the producer and told him, hey, I need a tune. Give me a, this kind of beat. We put it together and the rest, it just went into the song. I sent it over to Will. He was like, yo. <laughs> so coming into the project, did you, were you asked to do this coming onto the project or it was kind of like sprung on you? I after was the not fact? asked when we started the project about midway to towards the end of it. Okay. He did ask. And I said, well, I started, I threw out the prospect that, yeah, I, I would love to write something. But at that time, I didn't know what it was going to be. It was it was put out there midway to towards the end of the the filming aspect of the of the movie. Okay, I want to say this. What, okay, my initial reaction to the film, um, you know, people will see the title or they'll see like the the preview, right, the trailer, and they may think that it's kind of like a fatal attraction type of thing, but it's actually not, in my opinion. I feel like it's two tales of two women that are scorned and mm -hmm. is telling the tale of a lot of women that are living that right now because you got the woman right you got the woman who's being cheated on for yeah. so many years has no idea oblivious to this secondary life that their husband is leading or even even the uh, the you know the wife the husband vice versa whatever and then you yeah. have another woman who i feel like has been basically taken advantage of because she's basically facilitating the desires of this married man and then yeah. once he feels that he no longer wants to relive that life then he washes his hand with he washes his hands with her and he yeah. goes on living his good life that he had on the side in the first place while i guess her whole life was him you know yeah. and there's a lot of women living that so yes. i can appreciate the storytelling and the message behind that because it's not just cliche you know, fatal attraction type of thing. So yeah. with that said, I wanted you to give the overview of what the movie is all about in your own words. And then we're going to go to a clip and then we can discuss that. Sure. So when I first read the script and Will Coggins is a phenomenal writer, um, he wrote and directed just what Will can't do is unimaginable to me. When I read the script, I always go off of the entire story. What is the story telling me? This is a story about a man who 
was not necessarily completely happy or felt complete in his marriage. Mm -hmm. He steps outside of his marriage of 12 years. He steps outside of his marriage and throughout the 12 years, unhappy in the, I, I would say he was happy in the beginning, but there was something lacking or missing. And so he pursues another woman to where he thinks he is getting what he wants or needs out of that relationship. Yet again, there's something still missing. So Mark actually has his own faults and flaws, yet there is always something in his life that he feels is missing. So we've got that story there. Mm -hmm. Then, as you said, we have the two women. Each woman tells a story. And I always, when I'm looking at my character, and I can go more into technique, but when I'm always looking at my own character, I listen to what she wants me to say, think, feel, I listen to what she values. I listen to her morals. I listen to that character because that character is going to tell me what she wants me to do, what she wants me to say, how she wants me to think and feel and act. And so when I read Alicia, I got so much out of her story. One, one of those major things that I think is essential about her is that she believes her marriage is good. Mm -hmm. Regardless of her decisions, which I won't go into, I won't, I don't want to give too much away, but right. regardless of her initial decisions in the marriage, she believes her marriage is, is solid. It's good. And we don't necessarily see all of what their marriage is prior to, but I had to come up with that in my mind. I had right. to let Alicia tell me what it is. And then I had to see that. I had to see that, yeah, the marriage was good. And yes, I made some mistakes, but all in all, I thought things were good. Now, is there a possibility that I thought some kind of infidelity was going on? Maybe, but I would not let that cloud my judgment about my husband. I wouldn't let that cloud my judgment about how my marriage was, how it felt to me, how it made me feel good. And right. I think there was some bit of resentment um, that, I wasn't able to, well, again, I don't want to give too much away, but the fact that you don't see children running around in this film, that tells you something. Yeah. That tells you something about, okay, 12 years, if there's no baby, if there's no child, what is going on in this relationship? So mm -hmm. you you need to really look at the fact that Alicia has her own struggles. Right. Then you go to Julie. Julie is introduced into this film as... The person that she is, she's not necessarily one that's out for anything other than a, a, a relationship. She wants what she wants. And the fact that Mark loves that about her, she's a very knowledgeable and a very determined woman to have what she wants. She she puts it out there. I want you for myself. And who can be who couldn't honor that? Who wouldn't want to respect a woman who knows what she wants? Right. So exactly. there are there are women who would see this this role as, of Julie and say, "Wow, yeah, that's me. I know what I want." And then there are other women who say, "Yeah, Alicia, good for you. You got you think you got a good marriage. Blah blah blah." Okay. Everybody has their part to play, and everybody has their own flaws and faults. When you then look at how all of the characters interact in the relationships. Then you have to say to yourself, leave the judgment at the door, leave ego at the door, mm -hmm. look at the story. The story is of three people and how their relationships both mesh and tear them apart. 
everybody's got something going on. And so again, when I, when I read the story and I said, wow, Alicia has so many things going on. You would think, oh, she's the doting wife. She's the loving mm -hmm. woman. And blah, 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 blah. I didn't see her that way. I saw her as a woman who had a lot of troubles and maybe she's a little, she's not necessarily naive. She just doesn't want to see the worst because she needs something to hang on to. Right. She has to have some kind of hope because she essentially she cannot bear children. So what is there left to hang on to but the hope that maybe your marriage is working? Right. So yeah. that that was my take on the the story coming together that every part that everyone plays, it's it, it matters. It's not just about Mark or Julie or Alicia. It's about these three people whose relationships all play out on screen and not giving away the ending, but everyone yeah. has some something going on behind the eyes that if you look if you look closely, you'll see it. <laughs> yeah. Now at the top of the show, I was telling you how, you know, I like to provide value to the viewers. So I want to do a teachable moment here. I'm going to play a scene and I want you to come back and do kind of like a character analysis on what it took to take it there to convey what you're trying to convey, what you did, how you prep for that and how you were able to deliver it for people who may have aspirations to be an actor or need help with character breakdown. Let's do that and okay. we'll come back and we'll talk. All right. Sounds good. So this, so this is when he first arrives back at the house after he broke the news to Julie. All right. So just to let yeah. you know and we'll All come right. back. All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, good old Mark. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So teach us something here. Character analysis, character breakdown. What 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 did you put into that? What's going on here? What's happening? What's going on in in, in Alicia's mind? So, when you see the scene, anytime I look at a scene that I'm involved in. I always look at the moment before. What was going on before he walked through the door? What was I doing? What was going on in the house? There were moments where I, as you saw, I was turning the ring. There were moments where I mm -hmm. considered divorce. There were moments where I thought about why am I taking this man back? Are we gonna go to counseling? Those all played out in my head. The one thing that it came down to was hurt. Hurt always comes up and and at the root of anger, at the root of frustration, at the root of all kinds of rage is hurt. So I explored the hurt. I, I thought about what just took place. Like I do have to talk to him at some point. He is coming into my home, our home, after I know he's just been with her again. I don't know what went on, but I do know that I had now have to address this issue with him after I had already agreed to take him back. So when he walked through the door and I heard his footsteps, everything in my gut was telling me, I hate him, but I love him. I hate mm -hmm. him, but I love him. So I had that pull and that push and that tug of war at my heart. Why do I wanna be with this man? When I 
eventually had to turn and face him. And this, <laughs> this is the beauty of, of working on set. I'm, I'm, I'm very good at, at bringing up tears. So for me, it was just a matter of channeling or focusing on the hurt. What would hurt the most? I did work with my, my coach on a bit of this and he always gives me a good two, maybe a two second, uh, I'll just pick up the phone and say, Michael, all right, this is what the scene's about. He's like, okay, think about this. Okay. <laughs> and, and I'll just, okay, I'll walk on the set. So at that particular moment, I had to think about what in my life had hurt me so much so that it would draw up that much pain. Like what would hurt me that much? I won't say what it was yet. Yeah, I was gonna in that ask moment, you, I was gonna ask you if you could relate or had you been through anything like that, but go ahead. Yeah, It was, well, in, in that, in, in that particular moment, yes. Okay. But that was not what was on my mind. Okay. So I could relate, but the, the hurt that I had to pull from, I needed it to be so strong that it gave that, that entire moment of hurt that any viewer could look at, you'd know exactly what was going on. It wasn't an attitude of, oh, I just don't wanna, I don't even wanna talk to you. It was the hurt that really I needed to really address. Yeah. So in that moment when, um, when there was complete silence and then I turned around to face him, everything that, that was in me in looking at his face, I could see Julie with him. I could feel Julie with him. I could smell her on him. Mm -hmm. I gave myself all of what I needed in terms of what would actually hurt me the most. If my husband was with someone else, what would hurt me the most of him standing in front of me after just being with her and doing Lord knows what with her. So that's where the, the hurt comes from. Now you go into the hurt from hurt into the anger part. So the line was, did you, did you make love to her? Any woman knows <laughs> your man, <laughs> um, if your man has made love to someone else, there's, there's a bit of yeah, a yeah. rage coming out. Yeah. And so I'm not one to swear on the regular, but the F bomb dropped right after because I needed people to understand and Will's writing is just brilliant with it. I needed people to understand that, yeah, I'm hurt, but I need you to know just how hurt I am and you're not gonna get out of this with just a slap on the wrist. Yeah. So the the gut punch was the the F bomb. Like, well, did you screw us the same? Really? Yeah. Okay. So did after you, that, or did you make love to her? Exactly. Yeah. And when he couldn't answer me, because if you notice, it was like it wasn't it wasn't that he was stumped. He chose not to answer. He just mm -hmm. didn't want he wanted to move on. Yeah fact of the matter is Alicia was stuck. She's stuck between, I don't know if I really want to take you back, even though I told you I'm taking you back. She was very, really stuck here. Um, so that, that in, that in, that scene was really intense because now she's at a crossroads where I said, I'm taking you back, but I don't know if that's really where I want to go with this mm -hmm. or 
am I really saying I want you to feel what how hurt I feel? Like I'm gonna make you feel bad for everything that you you put on me. Yeah. So there were there were a lot of heavy emotions in that moment. As you can see, those were real tears. <laughs> real real yeah, you tears. Can tell. Yeah, because after seeing and feeling exactly what kind of hurt she was dealing with, there was also the matter of what did I do to deserve this this kind of treatment? What did I do to you to make you turn on me? So all of these emotions are playing in my head and all of these ideas are playing in my head of why why would my husband step out on our marriage and repeatedly step out on our marriage? It wasn't a one-time thing. He did it for 12 years. That right. is the length of our relationship. So I then am toying with a lot of things of, okay, did Alicia maybe know Julie from somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Maybe they all attended school together. I had a lot of ideas in mind. Um, usually when I am developing my character, I come up with her intent. What is it that she wants? And I play with at least five different ideas. And at one point I said, oh, you know what? I think they knew each other at one point in time. Not connected, you know, like best friends or anything, but they knew of each other. Maybe they knew friends that knew of each other. Um, and at one point I said that they may have all at one point attended the same school, but I left to attend another school and they were still attending the same school together. Okay. So a, a couple of, a couple of ideas played out. And so once I found out that it was her, it was kind of like, uh, wait, oh, okay. It was you a realization that, wow. It wasn't just some time, random either. Right. Yeah. So that that made it even it made it even more of a wow factor, a shock factor to me that he was that he he cared that little about me that he would do this with someone who I actually knew of. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, that Cuts particular deeper. scene it had a Cuts lot. It, yeah, it cut deep, but it also it showed me in 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 my review of that character, it showed me that Julie has so many layers, but Mark did too. And you can't just, you can scrape the surface and say, oh, okay, he cheated. Oh, she's just going to fall back into his arms and da, 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 da. But no, there, there is a lot there. She's still a, she's still a wife who believes in marriage. Another part of that was, I believed that Alicia came from a family where the parents didn't divorce. So she was a strong believer in marriage. Mm, okay. And for Same. any woman who is a part of a marriage like that, and my parents have been together for over 40 years. There is a mindset that, you know, we don't believe in divorce. Right, we're gonna make it work. Right, in, in whatever way Never. that we can. We don't wanna be a, a divorce statistic. And yeah. so I felt like Alicia felt very strongly about that. She took her vows seriously. However, she didn't believe in divorce. And so, no, there was no getting out of this with, with a lawyer. We're not doing that. So with that in mind uh, the viewer could look at it and say oh well you know she just took him back and she's she's a hypocrite mm -hmm. but the fact of the matter is when you're in that position you got to really think about weighing your options here right. is my marriage worth is it worth losing my husband and our years. 12 years yeah 12 <laughs> years you got to really think yeah. about that build a life together That's so yeah, it wasn't, it really was not just about taking him back. It was about what am I 
going to lose mm-hmm. on the other side of that because there are the the two sides to that. So that's what that scene took. As you can hear, it took a lot of work to to come to a conclusion of what do I want out of this scene and where am I going to take it? So Alicia told me a lot in that moment. She was like, look, you're going to be mad. You're going to be angry. You're going to be swearing. Yeah. You're going to be wanting to throw things. As you can see, she hit them. And I'm not one that likes to hit people, but it, it felt like it called for that. And I even asked Omar um, when we were right before we did it, I was like, okay, I had to hit him. I was like, is that too hard? Because <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to hit him and it was going to hurt him. I hit him right in the stomach. He's like, oh, no, nah, no. Nah. I was like, okay, good, good. All right, so I might hit you harder. He's like, all right, go for it. So yeah, you never know what's going to come out in that moment. You're exactly. really feeling it. Yeah. So I said I wanted to have that in mind just in case it came up that in the moment I feel like hitting him. And when I did, it flew out and I couldn't stop hitting him until he just held me. And I don't know about other ladies, but when a man holds you and shows his strength, sometimes that just makes you feel like you're safe again. Mm -hmm. And that's what it felt in that moment. Wait, what am I doing? I said I would take him back. Again, that you're on the the seesaw of <laughs> roller coaster man yeah yeah so i i'm gonna i'm gonna go to another scene which is like right before the climax it's when you and julie are um <laughs> yeah you, you know what i'm talking about yes yes so i'm gonna go to this scene and i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna ask you a specific question and then you can give me your analysis on this as well um sure. this scene is crazy and intense y'all so it's not giving up too much but <laughs> it's necessary trust me all right. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <I> so. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, a little crazy. Uh, Jerry, great job. Yes. Great job. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. Was there ever a moment where you even, if you thought, about this um to find a way in the midst of all the things that she's doing to you and how she's almost torn your marriage apart did you ever for an inkling feel sympathy for what mark had done to her did you ever feel sympathy for her could you sympathize with her yeah absolutely and you actually see it um when i think it's the next question no it's two questions later when she presents the phone again and she tells me i really wanted you there that was actually the moment for me when i realized he's hurt her just as much as he's hurt me there was still the matter of I'm tied up and she's hitting me with a hammer. <laughs> right. <laughs> I waited. But the fact of the matter was she she wanted something too. And she, yes, we're fighting for the same person here. We're, we have our different reasons for fighting for him. Yet her reasoning, it was, it, it really came clear to me with the, I want to say that was the third question, either the second or the third question. No, it was definitely the third question because she asked the question and when I gave the answer and her response and I called her a liar, when she, again, when she presented that phone, it said everything to me that mm-hmm. 
we had some we actually related on that level because again i couldn't bear children so it was like oh my god he he really just ruined her just as much as he ruined me it's just she's a nutcase and she's taking it out <laughs> took it out so yeah i think that in that very moment is when we were i i definitely think alicia i feel like alicia alicia had a lot of empathy towards her um when she showed that picture and it was the realization that you had that with her but i didn't and yeah. had things worked out you probably would have been with her yet you treat you now left her i now that know that you left her trying to come back to me and we had that that one moment that we could definitely relate on yeah yeah and that question that question comes from the ending i'm not gonna give that away of course but just seeing that it's like yeah okay so i just wanted to know you know had you had you thought about that in your character analysis you break i did i did and i won't show you the script but i keep all of the the scripts from the films and i keep my notes are crazy all over the the script so in that particular scene i had gone over um page after page where the transformation happens because the emotion shifts alicia is going through an emotional roller coaster and so is julie mm -hmm. julie's is just more more expressed because she's going from room to room. She's got a lot going on in her mind as to how she's plotting. Alicia's right. also plotting. Mark is the only one sitting back. In my opinion, I felt like Mark was sitting back in a way. He's he's not necessarily happy of what's going on with yeah. him, but he is in some sort of way. I'm like feeling that he's kind of excited to have two women just <laughs> fighting over yeah. him. And in a like, weird way, man, be happy about that. And, and, <laughs> yeah, in, in a weird way, it's like, you know, most movies, the woman wants to be able to speak to the other woman to get clarity and find closure. You guys yeah. didn't have that quote unquote conversation. But right. in that scene, that's that conversation. That was it. That was it. You yeah, know? you're absolutely right. Yeah. And you're discovering you're discovering things as, as it goes along. And she's telling you and like, yeah. And I think yeah, Alicia, she even came, I won't, like, we can't say too much because you don't want to give it away, but I think she even yeah. came to a realization at the end of you guys' conversation on some things that you said, and you could see the expression on her face, like, oh, wait, you know, wait, okay, you're right. I'm throwing all this at you. Yes. You threw that back <laughs> at me, and it's like, oh, damn, check me. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very but dynamic. So, uh, to me, Alicia had, Great again, she had her own fault. Yeah, absolutely. Will is yeah. I, I said he's brilliant. I I'm 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 Great sold. Writing, His Will. writing is fantastic. <laughs> um but Alicia really she had I felt like she had always toyed with the idea that maybe something was going on. But again, it was that hopefulness in the marriage that I, I really need something to go right in my life. If I can't necessarily have the job I want or have my family close by or have this and that. I at least want to make sure that my marriage works, even if I can't have children. And so that moment with her and Julie, where they come head to head, and again, at the end, like it, it just solidified the idea that Mark, he was careful in his selection of the women that he involved in his life. Yet the, the connection between Julie and I 
aside from the fact that we we wanted something it wasn't necessarily just the marriage we wanted something that made us feel whole which to me says something was lacking from within both of us and it wasn't a man it was something that we had been lacking either from childhood or from past relationships that we just never got so alicia in my in my really d discovering who she was she had always had some kind of a failed relationship because the relationship and this is just what i came up with the relationship with her father was just always at odds she was always at odds with her dad and though she wanted a relationship a real solid one with him it just wasn't in the cards they never got along they yeah. didn't see eye to eye it just it didn't work and that in turn it just trickled into it. other relationships i so, get yeah. it though because it's like with yeah. your husband you finally found somebody that you feel you can trust you can confide in you can depend on you're safe with mm -hmm. and then here he goes disappointing you so it cuts even deeper yeah. And now it's like, oh, wow, you know, yeah. from childhood to now, I, I can't trust any man in my life. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And so, again, Alicia, I, I just, I let my characters talk to me. I let them tell me what they want. At some point in time, I had written that, oh, well, maybe Alicia was familiar with her father running around on her mother. So she also saw in that parental unit that there were, there was infidelity. So... If you go and choose a man that you think is great and is similar to your dad, well, you just don't know how similar to your father he really is. Right. And then you realize, wow, I'm in the same relationship my mother was in. How did this happen? So, yeah. yeah. Were there any discoveries made about yourself, Renee, the actress, the person, while preparing and even acting out this role? With every character, there's always room for discovery within the character and within myself. So yes, I always learn something, whether it's in my technique or it's in the in the actual on-set work. There's always something that I learn. What I did learn in this particular film is that the female characters that I take on the female characters that I, the roles that I look to to portray, I always want them to be placed in a in a positive light. So there has to be something about her that is positive. Mm -hmm. Respect. So she doesn't necessarily have to come out as the 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 victor in the end. Yet yeah. I do want there to be something positive about her, so that other when young women look at this woman, they may see something in themselves that. It's like, oh, wow, okay, I'm not alone. Or, oh, yeah. wow, I, I can be like her. You know, something that makes her shine a bit. Yeah, what even, I, if they don't, know, even if they don't agree with the decision that you make, they can still say, you know what? Exactly. She stand up, she's solid, you know, yes. she has morals. Yeah, and why yeah. not? Who wouldn't want a, a, a female hero, a shero, like that? Yes, yeah. she 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 had her flaws and had her faults, but what woman doesn't? Exactly. So. Well, I did. I also learned. Um, <laughs> I learned a lot about stunts. <laughs> That's mm, actually, okay. That was working with a hammer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Having glass. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Um, I did learn a lot with um, stunts. I, I told you, Jerry does everything. So she was stunt coordinator. <laughs> we did a lot. She was intimacy coach. We did a lot. So I learned a lot from her. Um, so those, in terms of technique, I did learn a lot on set with stunts and with um, intimacy. Okay. It wasn't that I was uncomfortable. It was just that at that particular time in my career, which was this was filmed a few years ago, mm -hmm. um, that was not something I had done a lot of work on. And so in doing that, that actually paved or opened the road up for me to investigate and to pursue more of uh, more coaching in stunts and mm, in intimacy. Okay. So on a few other sets of films that I've done recently, I've had intimacy coaches okay. and um, in doing stunts that that was also something that I'm I did a bit of research on stunt coordinators and I'm, I'm learning to to do my own stunts, which would then help me in terms of other characters where I could do more action films, things like that. So yeah, I always learn something. So you would say that you were actually challenged in your role? Repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Repeatedly. That's I, I mean, aside from Alicia herself, Renee was challenged. <laughs> you can ask Jerry, we still have the pictures. We got bruises from those fights. I oh my home. god. Jerry sent me pictures. Her one of her toes was purple. I was like, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> I had wow. all kinds of bruises all over my legs. And I think the guys liked the fact that two women were rolling around on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had a good time. And we had to repeatedly shoot the, those scenes. So us rolling around and fighting and everything else. Yeah, we sustained some some major injuries. We did heal, and they were all just bruises, but I had never seen a bruise on my body so purple in my life. <laughs> that is oh, yeah. crazy. Challenging to say the least. <laughs> so what you've learned now in your stunt prep, you probably could have avoided some of those bruises? I would say yes. Yeah. Yes and no. Some of them uh, I, I wore as a badge of honor, but others because I was unaware of certain positioning at the time. Yeah, um, now that I know. And I didn't bring knee pads, so that what you saw was all skin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. To floor contact. Um, but now that I'm familiar with more stunts, um, there are certain, uh, there's certain equipment that I could have worn to protect myself, like knee pads and things like that. Again, I, I'm glad that it went the way that it went because it, it you, what you saw was realistic. <laughs> it really happens. Uh, it's just now I know how to better guard myself so I don't sustain the injuries offset. Hey, you, like I said, it was a teaching moment. It was a teachable moment, right? Truly. Every every moment on set is. And that, those were definitely those There was moments. growth through it. So it, it's all positive for sure. That's right. That's right. Self-analysis. What's one thing that you feel that you could be doing better to get you to where you are going? Well, there's always times where I feel like I could really immerse myself moment to moment in each scene. Listening more is always something that I want to do more of, listen more. Okay. And one of the coaches I worked with um, prior to Michael Lugio, he was always saying, listen, resonate, respond. Yeah. So for me, the listening aspect of it is key. It's essential. Absolutely. I'm not just a talking head. I don't want to be seen on a screen where I, you just see me reciting lines. Yeah. It's about real life situations or you're bringing to life a situation and 
you're pretty much lying to the audience, but you're doing it in a convincing way. You're convincing people that this lie is real. <laughs> so the listening aspect of it is important because if I didn't listen to what you were saying, then my response wouldn't make sense That's or the it. tone in my response, the inflection in my yeah. response would make sense. So the listening aspect of it was key. I did a lot of listening both to the characters that I was opposite and to my own character. I listened a lot mm. to Alicia herself. Um, I would say Will, of all people, again, a fantastic director because of how he liked to pull in the ideas from the actors themselves. He's like, well, what do you think about this? So how would you do this? And it made us not only feel more like the team, like a part of the team, but we felt the inclusion was so important to bringing the story together, bringing it to life. So the listening aspect of it, I believe was key. And I'm always, always learning to listen more, say less. Yeah. And it has worked in my favor. That is one thing that I will continue to do. The other thing is um, I was always taught to come from a posture of a student. I respect the posture of a student. And so I'm always open to learning anything, any and everything on set. No job is too small and no character or even their lines are too small for too me. Small. So yeah, I, I believe that when you come from a posture of a student, you're more open to everything. You uh, you're able to take in everything. So observation yeah. was key. So listening, resonating. You're able to be more effective in your delivery. Absolutely. And yeah. I will say that listening is a trained skill in life and in acting. <laughs> yeah. Well, think about it this way. When you're a child, you're told to listen. But are, when are you taught to listen? Exactly. Are you ever taught how to do it? Like if somebody sits you in front of a TV, listen to that. That's not telling me how to listen. So I had to learn and I continue to learn how to listen because everybody listens differently. And mm. the way that someone teaches you how to listen to them is different. So I learn with every person that I interact with on set and off set, how to listen, how to be an active listener yeah. to those that I'm interacting Present with. Present in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. We can get very passive when it's our turn to listen. And we just think about right. what we want to say next. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't heard a dang thing. <laughs> That's, <right. laughs> That's real. Yes. You have heard a dang thing. Well, That's Renee, right. I appreciate you coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Uh, thank you for the beautiful gift of the movie with you, Jerry and Omar. Like, phenomenal. Kudos, 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 thank kudos. Thank you. Yeah. This has been an honor. I, I'm, I'm truly honored. Thank, thank you, you thank so much. you. Hey, I can't do it without you guys, man. So <laughs> I, I say it all the time. I do this for you, I can't do it without you. And really the guests make the show. And it's like, you come on here and you just honor the platform. I'm not paying you to be here, you know what I mean? And you come on here to talk <laughs> about your journey, talk about your gifts, your crafts, your desires, your dreams, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's great, it's beautiful. And I love it, you know? And that's what I did it for. I did it for the viewers, do it for you guys to come on here, shine the light on you. You know, it's a lot of people who don't have the light being shined on them, like these celebrities that should have the light shined on them. Right, know? right. And and you're doing some some are doing it even better than the ones that are getting the light shined on. But you know, to each his own and in God's time. But I just try to do my part in the ecosystem. You know what I mean? Shine <laughs> you, celebrate I love it. you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's been an honor, a pleasure. Thank you so much. I love your energy, love your spirit, love your work continue thriving i'll keep praying for you 
uh, you have a fan for life. I will um, support you at all Thank times. Thank you so Take much. Omar, the same I thing. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, everyone, make sure you go check out. Listen, it's in the description. The link is in the description. If you have not seen the movie, <laughs> click the link. It's free. It's on Tubi. Listen, I'm telling you, you won't be, you, you will not be disappointed. All right. Support, support and support black films, support indie films, support us. All right. Put out Dame Dash Studios. Listen, just support it. It's all right. Make sure you go and follow Renee Henry at Renee Henry underscore official on Instagram. You can follow me if you like. I don't like really promote that, but hey, I'm here. <laughs> I follow you. <laughs> I appreciate it. As soon as Instagram gives me my capabilities back, I'm going to follow you back because they be tripping on my account, man. <laughs> they really do be tripping on my account. I can't follow you right now, but I'm going to follow you back as soon as I can. Probably Saturday, I think I'm, you know, okay. they let me out. <laughs> they put you on timeout. Yeah, they put, yeah, 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 man. I'll be on work release on Saturday. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back in business, but yeah, definitely. I will definitely be supporting um, when I see you promoting something. Jerry knows if I see you promoting something, I'm going to share it. I'm going to go watch it, all that. So Thank you. Definitely. Thank definitely. you for your time. I appreciate all that you do. This this was a fantastic. No doubt. No doubt. And I want to thank everybody that's over here in the comments. They've been commenting the whole time. We got. I'm about to do a roll call. We got Dorothy White. We definitely got Jerry over here. We got oh. Kangan Water Radio. I don't know who that is. But oh, that's Terrence. Okay, what up, Terrence? Uh, who else we got? We got Rebecca. And my cousin. <laughs> That's your cousin. We got Lindsay. Did I say Lindsay right? Yeah. Nope, we got so. Lindsay right. Then we have Mike Zin Zinuch. Zinuch? I don't oh, know how to say his last name. He's one of my classmates. Hi, okay. He, yep, yep. They, they showing up for you. We got I Kyle Adams. Who That's my producer. He produced the song, uh, Sweet Burn. Okay. <laughs> Good stuff, Kyle. And then we got M. Hen. My sister, Emily. There we go. There we go. Doing a roll call. Doing a roll call. I appreciate you guys tuning in and sticking it out with us, man. We've been here for what, a good hour, so thank you so much. Brian Franklin. Uh, we got September 10th Films in the building. Wow. Who else we got? We got a lot. I was posting some of the comments right here. I don't know if you saw them, but... I did. I saw Jerry's pop up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I'll put oh, Mike awesome. right there. He's showing love. He got the heart right there. Aww, yeah, so you. roll call. Thank you guys for all tuning in, man. If you have not subscribed, I do invite you and encourage you to do so. Um, and if not, then just share it. Share it so that people can get this message to go watch Sweet Burn. Shout out Omar. Shout out Jerry. Thank you guys for a phenomenal performance. A great movie. I'm going to watch it again just so you can get that stream. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I get it. Yeah. I know it. It's the numbers. Um, so, yeah. And I'm going to definitely be sharing it amongst my circle, too. So, yeah, man. It's all love. Thank you so much. You know where I'm at. Every Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm right here kicking it with somebody like Renee Henry. Dopeness. Greatness. Black excellence. Man, I'm telling you. It's great. I love it. I love what I do. I love this, man. I really do. All right. Well, once again, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Renee. Thank you so much for every everyone that's tuning in yeah. and checking us out and kicking it with us, man. You don't have to be here, but you are. We appreciate you. God bless you and good night.